Welcome back, everybody, to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am your host, I guess, uh, host, there I am again, I'm calling myself the host, I don't even know if I'm the host, but I'm your host, Nate Luke, and I'm joined here tonight with Kevin Stuckey. I believe because you've said you're the host, I mean, you just are. Cool, I'll take it. So, like, you just go with it. Here with uh, Nelson Combs. April Fools. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. April Fools when millions of people go out of their way to demonstrate how funny they really aren't or are. <laughs> my my kids were talking last night. Of course, it was easy to figure out what they were doing. But they were talking about how they were going to get me today. So I woke up. Yeah, tell them what you did. Yeah, I woke up. I saw them stern a little bit. Went in their room and said, "Guys, we're late for school. We got to get going. You know, uh, it's we do donuts on Thursday, so I'm like, it's donut day. We got to get going. I got you up late. Leesburg donuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. The best. Batter up, bakery. They're the best around. <laughs> Sorry, is that their story? Is that their theme song? It should be. We're on it by him. Yeah, run it by him. I mean, I I think they could use it for sure. But yeah, so I told him that Nora's crying." Paul's just rolling with it. He's like, donuts? He didn't care that he had to go to school. <laughs> He's like, if I'm getting donuts, I'll do whatever. Yeah, man. Those so, apple fritters. Oh, <laughs> good. Paul gets, will get the apple fritter chunks every once in oh, a while. But he, uh, he's been, he's been uh, doing the chocolate long johns lately. And, that solid as well. And his babysitter absolutely loves when I bring him... Chocolate donuts. You're hey no. We need to talk about this. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about this in front of everybody. Cool. Every- <laughs> our, all twelve of our listeners. <laughs> Your kids don't eat donuts. I know. What is going on? Well, it's because I usually eat all the donuts first, so they don't really get a chance. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I tried. I mean, probably for the first three or four months, I gave up on them. Man, it was a waste of money. I was bringing them donuts every. Little Kendall, she eats anything except for donuts. Yeah. Thanks for giving up on my kids, Kevin. I mean, I tried. Yeah. I mean, I... No, I... Yeah. They don't eat donuts. I, I can't figure it out either, man. I mean, do they, do they like pizza? <sighs> Love pizza. They like, I mean, just regular kid food? Absolutely. Just no donuts. No donuts. I... I, don't, well, I, I know. They're weird. Like me. They're weird. <laughs> so... I was going to say it. Well... Hey, I just want everybody to know, uh, when we have donuts and coffee uh, on Easter morning, um, I get the apple fritters, and if anyone else touches them, I I will, I don't know what I'll do. I'll do something. <laughs> I'll look at you profusely. <laughs> he does control video and audio. I will shut the place down <laughs> if anyone takes the apple fritters from Batter Up Bakery. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, watch out. So, uh, so Kevin, we we got, I think, a, a pretty cool topic tonight. Yeah, one that um, you've spent more time preparing for than I've ever seen you prepare for. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's called Stump the Preacher. <laughs> so, I'm basically just going to play devil's advocate tonight and ask typical questions that would be asked of a preacher or a Christian, um, 
can I, are these, I mean, you say typical, like they're going to be typical questions. Typical slash maybe a little bit deeper than okay. what you might expect. Okay. 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 Yeah. Should I, should I be scared? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What if I don't know? Um, you know, there's a verse in Peter somewhere that says that you need to give an answer, but you need to give thought to your answer. Mm. I forget what verse it was, but I don't know. Find that or something. So, you know, if you, if you need to answer those questions later, please do. But I'm going to ask him regardless. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So we'll see if uh, we can stump, stump Kevin here. All right, guys. Um, so getting to some news first before we get into to anything else. Um, Kevin, it's March Madness still, man. It My is. bracket is torn apart. I don't know about yours. So I needed Michigan and well, I needed Michigan to win it all to salvage any hope, and then I needed USC to make it to the Final Four. So there you go. Yeah. People were really hot and heavy on USC. I, I liked them. Um, I thought that they had a chance. I don't like, you know, I, I was not a Gonzaga Baylor believer as, as good as seasons as they've had Baylor, especially for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right like, there with you. I mean, I, I, I knew they were good teams, but it's just like, okay, like they're still not power five, you know, conferences. And so, right. So I just thought, okay, you know, maybe, yeah. But, but those teams, those those teams are good. Holy cow, they are solid. If, if man. those two teams aren't in the national championship, then Houston's look pretty good, though. You're right. It would not surprise me if we saw Gonzaga Houston. You're right. I'm not saying that 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 nobody else has a chance. I mean, if you made it this far, then you have a chance. Yeah. I'm just saying, I still will be surprised if it's not Baylor. Yeah. Gonzaga. I will too. I'll be honest at this point, watching both teams. And if Gonzaga doesn't win go completely undefeated and win the championship this season, I will be shocked because that team is stupid good. They are. I mean, they were good, what was that, three or four years ago? I mean, yeah. really good. They had like two seven-footers. They were solid. Yeah. But this year, like, just all around. Well, they're comparing them, I mean, because of the season they've had, they're comparing them to, I mean, some of the best teams that have ever played in college basketball. I mean, like the best teams that have like fab five, all those teams. Yeah. 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 And better than those teams. And the team that I heard, uh, you know, them talking about the other, was the, um, Oh, the, uh, Oh shoot. What was that team? Modern team. No, it wasn't. It was a team that just was a dominant team. Georgetown teams. No, it wasn't a Georgetown team. Crap. We can't even. Like, yeah. Let's not waste our time. Yeah, yeah. We we we'll come back to it. But I do want to mention one other thing about college basketball. One of my favorite coaches actually just retired today. Uh, let me guess. Um, Roy Williams. Roy Williams. Yeah. Yep. Roy Williams retired. I saw that. Yeah. Old school coach. Yeah. Would get up in you, motivate you. Yeah. He, he retired today. Yeah. So. Good for him, man. Yeah. He's had a great career. Crazy, though. Yeah. it. You know, you look at the brackets and you think to yourself, who's always in the Final Four games? Kansas, North mm-hmm. Carolina, Duke, Michigan State. Yeah. You know, all these teams. And, I mean, only one of those made the tournament? 
right? Because Michigan State is the only team Michigan of State, those five that they made lost the tournament. They lost the play-in game. Oh, that's right. They to UCLA. Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCLA was in the play-in game. Yeah. 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 It's been a crazy year. I think the UCLA was the team that – one of the teams that um, – that was that they were talking about that an old UCLA team possibly I don't know anyway they they were pretty solid under Wooden yes to say yes, the least like yes, that's an understatement yes, solid that, is an understatement yes yes it is they're fantastic so yeah there's our uh, there's our weekly sports talk yes <laughs> eat your heart out Joe Rogan some, and we're gonna Pat McAfee <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hear some hate uh, we're gonna get some hate letters for that I I don't even care I love talking sports man. I'll do whenever I can. All right. Um, so before we get into Stump the Preacher, um, Kevin, if you want to give us a little brief synopsis of your sermon from Sunday, that would be great, man. We'd like to hear it. Yep. So before I do, um, just a reminder, of course, this weekend's Easter. Um, pretty pumped about that. It is you know, it's a special day, not because it's the only day that we talk about the resurrection, but is a day we can focus on that. And it is one of the holidays that we celebrate in the Christian calendar that you know, this is probably the time that this actually this event actually happened. So like Christmas is probably six months off from the time that it actually happened when Jesus yeah, was born. I I've heard was, that. Yeah. But Easter it's it's pretty accurate that this is probably, you know, this this happened uh, like like the sequence from from everything from you know uh, Palm Sunday to yeah, that all yeah okay so I mean again you know it's not going to be exact but I'm just saying like it's these are these events are are closer in time annually to mm-hmm. when they would have happened in, gotcha. in ancient you know in ancient times when Jesus actually you know when that when it actually happened so. But yeah, this weekend, of course, celebrating Easter, celebrating the resurrection. It's a special time for families, a special time for the church, and a special time to remember, you know, what Jesus accomplished for us, which is a beautiful thing. Um, Last week, we talked about suffering and how we should do that and do that well. Um, it's not an easy subject to talk about, not just because it's suffering, <laughs> which is not easy. Right. Yep. But it's not easy because the answer is not, oh, Jesus loves you, which he does, and that's part of the answer. But the answer to it is that sometimes, no, when we're suffering is a lot of, is, is the best time for growth and forward mo- movement in our life. Uh, and, and how as Christians we should embrace that, but how, because of who Jesus is, the ultimate sufferer, because of what he did, we can do that well. And that, that was, that was the point. Um, you know, I, I, I can't, like, it's hard to kind of really summarize this message. Like, I mean, it's one that I would say, Hey, listen, if you have an opportunity and you didn't hear it, like go back and listen to it because I feel like it's important, uh, for anyone uh, who who wants to understand the subject or is going through issues? I mean, you just need you need to hear it. You need to hear the scripture. You need to hear it. Takes the perspective of David, you know, and 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 him suffering the loss of a child, and uh, and and how he handled that by, you know, falling to his knees essentially in a posture of prayer, but then um, when the time 
for that was to be over. He got up and, and he continued and he changed. He was changed when he got up from that point. And I think it's that's important for us because we need to know when we fall to our knees, like how do we get up and serve God well from that point? And it's important, important to understand, important to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, going back to Scott's sermon a couple weeks ago, you know, I think, and you said it on the podcast, like Scott, Scott did a great job of illustrating the fact that David was just this amazing character in the old kingdom, right? And he's on top of the world, but he's still going to make a mistake. He's still going to commit adultery. And then I think it, you know, what you what you preached and, and taught about on Sunday was really, really good. I mean, you, you basically said, you know, um, suffering isn't, necessarily punishment in that case but it's rather surgery yeah right you're being you're being performed on by god you you know that you messed up right (laughs) right but in the thing that i say the reason it's not punishment is because there's only two outcomes if it's punishment one is that you hate yourself because you buy into the fact that it's punishment and you're a no good nothing which what does that do for you happens to me every day (laughs) (laughs) the other thing is that you hate God because you feel like it's unjustified. That's neither of those responses are healthy or good. Right. Neither of those responses are bringing the outcome that God wants to bring in your life. The only true outcome to that is no, it's not punishment. It is God allowing it to happen. Absolutely. He's he could he could prevent it, but he's allowed it. Trusting him that he sees further out than you do of what he's trying to do in your life and in the world around you even though it looks terrible, like trusting, he's God. Yeah, You can't have it both ways. You can't say he's God, you know, and then on the outside, the other side of your mouth say, well, you know, he can't do this or he can't do that or he can't see that far out in front. He can't have a reason for this. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here and saying there's a reason for everything and like just racking it up to that. What I'm saying is like, we have to trust that the God that we serve and follow is bigger than the situations that we're going through, no matter how big they are, you know, in, in, in the world and in our lives personally. Right. And I know like when we suffer, you know, something I was kind of thinking about, like when we suffer, you know, that's, we have to take a proverbial trust fall when we're suffering, right? Because (laughs) (laughs) like we have to trust that God's going to help us get from that low point back to our high point, Absolutely. right? And he's going to catch us before we hit rock bottom, if I mean, we let him. I mean, you know this, man, in your life. Like, seriously, like anything that has brought you like real, true, deep, incredible joy, what is, I mean, what is the source of that ultimately? I mean, if it's your family, then it's God. Yeah. If it's your kids, then it's God. If it's your church, then it's God. If it's satisfaction in your life in any way, then it's God. It, it's know? the trust that God's going to help me with my family. He's going to help me throughout my daily life and my job with others. I mean, it's it's that trust that, yeah, I agree, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I can't uh can't wait. So, like, can is is there like any kind? Do you have any idea right now? Like, are you sticking to the gospel according to David on no, Easter? Are you switching no. it up a little bit? Yeah, yep. we're gonna yeah. do John. Uh, chapter 20 will be our main verse. And of course that talks about the resurrection. Sure. Um, and from that, uh, the title of the sermon will be hope rising. Um, and you know, I, 
I just, you know, we're just going to, we're going to kind of talk about that. And I, you know, I've posted something on Facebook and I would just say, if you are listening to, you know, the podcast or, or, you know, I, I would ask, get on Facebook, find me. I, I posted something. I asked the question, what does hope rising mean to you personally? Um, and, and I'm hoping to take some stories from that and, and kind of build something out of it. Um, already have been thinking about a lot about how I want this to, to go and, and I've got a, a pretty good idea, you know, but I'm just, I'm hoping people will kind of give us some feedback on that too, because I'd like to incorporate that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. John 20, hope rising. I like it. I like it. Can't wait, man. All right. So here we are. Just us two, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I was kind of hoping Cody could be here because yeah, he's Cody. really good at asking, you know, difficult questions as well. Like he's a detective; <laughs> like he can really grill you. Yeah. So. Yeah, he had, we'll, he had detective work to do tonight. He yeah, yeah, he's busy. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, keep keep him and Nelson in your prayers. They're they're busy bees tonight. Um. So Kevin, here we go. Stump the preacher. Bum bum. I don't even, I guess I need to work on my game show host skills. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to approach this, how to start this. What's the, um, what's the game show, how to be a millionaire? Yeah. Do you want to be Do, a millionaire? Who, uh, oh my gosh. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants, who to, wants to, be to be a millionaire? A millionaire? That's it. That's it. What's the, how's the music go? Something like that. Oh yeah. It does I'm not even going to try to sound like Regis Philbin. Just one time. No, <laughs> I'm I'm too Southern Ohio for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So what I'm going to do here is uh, I just have a handful of questions, um, and these can be, um, they can range any from anywhere from being a broad question, um, maybe a, a typical question you might hear, to maybe a little bit more, I guess, a, a little bit deeper, um, make it old Kevin here thinking a little bit more. Um but I'm going to just kind of play devil's advocate here and either ask him a question that a typical Christian or a typical preacher would be asked by maybe a non-believer or, or someone who's curious in Christianity or, or following Christ. Um, see if we can uh, stump him. Um, hopefully we won't. I mean, hopefully God will give you the answer <laughs> to most of this. Uh, thoughts before we begin? I, I would say this, two things. Um, one is, I don't believe, there's nothing wrong with not knowing. Okay? Absolutely, yeah. So, we should definitely preface, yeah. Because, and, and I'll, I think I'll even say that even with some of the, some of the questions you ask, I'll probably say, I don't know, but, and so I think, I think it's okay not to know, for one thing. Again, it goes back to what I just said in regard to the topic of my message last week. You know, it's trusting God in, in certain things, and sometimes that's what the answer comes down to. Hey, listen, like there are parts of this that we can understand and know, but there are parts of it that we can't, and, and we have to trust, you know, Him at the end of the day. Yeah. The second thing is, you know, there are a lot of questions that, I get asked. In fact, this week, I I got a text from a, a lady in our church, and she's like, "I have this question. I, you know, I, this doesn't make sense to me, you know." And 
we had a, I, I wrote her a book in text. Of course, she was writing a book to me back. You know, just we were back and forth on this. You know, and, and, and I think that's the beauty of it is like yeah. the perspectives that we may be able to share with other people. You know, I, how I look at scripture sometimes is not the same way that you do. And like, I'll go back and I'll listen to even our shows and I won't catch something, you know, as we're going through it. But then I'll go back and listen to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you said it this week. Nelson last week brought up a point and you're like, man, that is a great point on the podcast from last week about guns. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the beauty of this. Like, because we think differently, because we approach scripture differently, because we have different life like like life experiences like it it gives us more insight into different things and and so I, it's okay not to have the answer like but it's not okay if you don't have the answer and you don't seek that answer and so that that's the beauty of it and I, I think that's what when I went to college I'm sure this did it for you too like I don't know that college did anything incredibly amazing about teaching me it just showed me how I can find the answers like right. it, it helped me find ways to find the answers that I never knew were there and Absolutely. and now I do. And and that's that's the beauty of, of of these things. Helping like finding those answers in whatever way possible and pursuing them. Yeah, definitely. Got to trigger the interest and trigger the curiosity. So, here we go. Maybe we'll do that. So, uh Kevin, first question, man. How can I trust the Bible? Wasn't it made by men? You know, why why is something like the apocrypha? Why is that left out of most uh, you know, common mainstream Bibles? You came out with some heavy stuff early, man. Like, you didn't even, like, warm up at all here. Answer the question, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me give me the pieces again, because that, okay. there, there are, I mean, there's several. That, that's a little bit of a loaded question. It's very yeah. loaded, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so let's just start off very generalized here. How can I, as a, as maybe someone who's curious in following Christ, how can I trust the Bible that was written by man, okay, now, we know as Christians it was uh, influenced by God, right? The Holy Spirit, yes. Holy Spirit, right. But how can I trust that if I'm just beginning here, if I'm just a curious little bee? So the que- that question has nothing to do with the Bible. Um, the, 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 the reason that... I mean, you wouldn't. Need, I mean, the to to begin to answer that, you don't even start with scripture and that you can't because there is no there is no source of like validity that you give scripture if you're asking that question. And so, I would I would start first by saying, you. I mean, this is how this is this is how I've answered this in the past. You've tried it your way before, a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Where has it gotten you? I'm here asking you. Exactly. Yeah. You're here asking me. And because you're here asking me, then you're seeking for something more than yourself. Sure. I can't can't make this real to you. I can only tell you this. I trust it. And the reason that I trust it is because something real has happened in my life that is inexplicable. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't fully explain to you in words that would make sense to you unless you've had the experiences that I've had with the God of, of the, that the Bible speaks of. And because of that, because it's real to me, because, because of the experience that I've had, 
you know, of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how that's influenced my life and how it's made my life better, how it's given me joy when there shouldn't be joy and how it's made me laugh, you know, and, and, and brought peace into my life and in times where there shouldn't be peace because I've experienced those things. I know it's real. And because I know it's real, it's, it's, it's caused me to want to find the answers of why that's real and what it is. And I've found those answers in scripture and that's why I trust it. Is there like a specific instance where it you you say that you you feel it's real through your experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a specific instance? I mean, numerous. Yeah. Um, you know the most the most recent, uh, and and we've even done shows like this where we've said, okay, like where's God speaking to you, right? You know that that those those are the types of instances I'm talking about. But like it happens in a conversation, yeah. Where you know for some reason you feel as though something is speaking through you or speaking with you. It happens when you know this Sunday when I'm preaching a message and I become emotional, not because it's a sad story, but because you know, I see how beautiful what God's doing in that situation is. Um, and I think that's, you know, that those are the types of things I'm talking about. It's those experiences that, that don't just happen. Like those things don't just happen. You know, it's financially when you pencil everything out and it should be negative, but yet somehow like, like everything you need is there. You know, it's those things. It's those times where, you know, God has come through you know, it's it's what in some ways people would call it coincidence. What's well, not, in my opinion? You know, I I feel like I have a clear answer to that, and I know this is like this is very, you know, maybe ambiguous, and and this is very like circumstantial, and 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 people are not going to say, well, that's not good evidence. I'm just saying, like, again, I go back to that. Okay, like, well, then what's your answer for it? Like, do yeah. you have? That peace? Do you have that joy? Because I can tell you I do. And I, can tell I, I, I think through the past year, we have all found out that there are no concrete answers here on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you had <laughs> faith and trust in, in this, in the government, the world, the United States, then yeah, you're, it's eroded under your feet for sure. Absolutely. All right, Kevin. That wasn't bad, man. Not bad. We could probably spend a podcast on that. I was gonna say that's and and I didn't even. I mean, what the other, we didn't scratch like you didn't scratch the surface. I didn't scratch the surface, like we no. Could. And and again, I you know I didn't even talk about you talked about the apocrypha. Yeah. You know, why was it included? Why what? Why wasn't it? Yeah. You know? That's interesting. Yes. Like what, what? When was that? That was uh, when they decided. And, and I'm just kind of curious here more than anything because I I briefly kind of studied this in a class in college. Mm-hmm. When was that that they kind of decided? mainstream wise like you know king james bible all that when did they kind of decide and where did they decide which books will be put in left out etc uh you know off the top of your head I, it was it was the council of was it nicaea yes i believe okay you'll have to fact you can fact check that um but this is this is how i answer that if if we believe 
first and foremost, you know, this you have to you have to answer that question from a Christian perspective, like that you believe the Bible is the word of God, okay? That's the only way you can start with that question because if you don't believe the Bible is true, then answering that question is not going to work. There's no answer I can I can give you to make to like say like, "Oh, this is why and like you have to believe this." Like that doesn't it doesn't work that way, okay? If but if you believe the Bible and you believe God is who he says he is and you believe the Holy Spirit is who he is, okay? Then 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 this is then this is how you answer that question. You answer it this if the Holy Spirit inspired the men who wrote the Bible, then then why can we not trust that that same Holy Spirit working through those men helped those other men who decided which books to include and which to exclude can't can't um, influence them in the same way? Not not to give them writing and add scripture, right? But to but to to choose according to God which books were most important for this and which aren't, you know, to be yeah. included. Now, it's not that those other books aren't aren't important. It's not that the Apocrypha is not important. I mean, I, I would tell anybody, go read the Apocrypha. It's good. Like, you can learn a lot about, like, um, the the ancient Near East. You can learn a lot about, you know, the, the, the time period, the context of what was going on, what was happening, you know, before and after certain parts of the Bible are, are, are talked about. It's good. Like it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um but you know the books that we have, I believe, you know, the Holy Spirit helped guide those men to choose them, uh to use them and the the stories that are in that true stories, stories of historical things that have happened um are are there to help guide us in understanding God and how to live. Um, and and how to find Jesus and really live in Him. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Council of Nicaea, three twenty five A.D. Yes, and Nicaea, which was uh, essentially a prefect in Turkey somewhere, I believe, either Turkey or Greece, modern okay. day. One of those, one of those a G and C. I loved areas. history. I'm not the best at like dates. Yeah, and things. I I I mean the Nicaea thing. I I was pretty sure on that, but yeah. I could have told you the three. Just, just some context there. I think yeah. they did the one of the main things they did there was to address which books would be left out of the Bible, um, et cetera. There, um, it was and also it, Easter was established. Oh, cool. Yeah, Easter was established. Hey, that's fitting. That is very fitting. Hey. I'm always bringing in little nuggets like that, dude. Amazing. Yeah, I you know, um, and and. Part of it too is like you had there were it was a compilation of a lot of letters and things they would have had uh, you know some other letters and things that that they could have or 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 didn't they excluded you know written from different guys apostles and preachers and leaders in the church and things that 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 they would have had at that time too yeah I mean so. I'm putting a star by that question we're going to do a podcast on that yeah. sometime yeah. just go over you know why and how those books were established yeah. I think it's interesting. It is. It's really good. It's important to know too. I mean, yeah. not, not. I mean, not that it's something that you have to have memorized, but just understanding a little bit yeah. of the context and history of the Bible is is a good thing. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. First one wasn't bad, right? Yeah. How much How much time did we use on that one? Oh gosh, let me see. More than I thought. We used like over ten minutes. Oh wow. Okay. 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 All right. Here we go. Second question. Well, okay, this isn't a question. This is going to be a general statement. Again, is I it know true you, or false? 
It <laughs> <laughs> is not T or F, okay? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it's pretty, a, B, again, open-ended. No, it's like all of the above. Like short answer slash extended response here. Okay. Yep, you're welcome ahead of time. Um, again, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate. Gotcha. I'm your friend, Kevin. All right. I'm going to say a statement here. Christianity is just a way of controlling people, land, and or property, as demonstrated by the Crusades, by various uh, TV and evangelists. Is that how, did I say that right? Even, uh, evangelists. evangelists. There you yeah. go. Okay. You and modern day churches. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? So I would never defend a person or a group of people. Uh, that's not what what I believe scripture calls for or you know um, being a Christian is now again I, I say that but but let me let me let me clarify if you my brother in Christ were struggling or going through something then I would stand next to you in that but like there are things that happen historically I mean there is there is there Indefensible, like so. The Crusades, indefensible. Indefensible. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, why would I even try? There, while there are absolutely things that happened during the Crusades that may have been based on really good intentions and actually people with really good motives, like did certain parts in there, but killing people, yeah, you know, because they weren't Christian for no other reason that than they were living in a certain place is absolutely wrong. It's why I even think today what's happening uh in in Israel with the Palestinians is 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 terrible. Yeah. Like just because the Israelites, you know, uh are are back in Israel doesn't mean that that they have the right to kick out the Palestinians and persecute them. I mean and 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 that's what's happening. Uh, and and the atrocities that are happening to them are horrid. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a terrible thing. It's something we don't talk about because there are a lot of churches who say, "Well, we've got to get Israel back," you know, with Israelites and the Jewish people there. And, and when we do, like the Lord will return. Well, I I don't for one thing, like I don't buy into all that. And and that's a complete you know talk about different podcasts. Like we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks on, on a topic it, like that. Well, you've been to you've been to the Holy Land. I right? have yes. Yeah. And while I was there, it was. I mean, primarily with Palestinian people, they're incredible. They're yeah. beautiful, beautiful people, man. Absolutely. Seriously. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't bad people in any people group, but the, I mean, the Palestinians that we spent time with there and the Palestinian Christian churches that we spent time in, unbelievable, beautiful, incredible. Um, gosh, I have a book that I read on this and I wish I could remember the name of it. I'll have to look at it, write that down to put in the notes, uh, I'll have to I'll have to find that because it's an incredible book and it talks about that issue. Um, but you know, going going back, um, you know, getting back on on topic here with with uh, um, with what you're asking, like, remind me about the question again. I got way off topic. So Christianity is okay. well, it's a statement. Christianity is just a way of controlling people, right, land, right. property. Okay. So I, I'm not going to defend the Crusades. I'm not going to defend evangelists that got on TV and tried to manipulate people and take money and did this or that. I'm not going to defend it. We had a show a few several weeks ago about Ravi Zacharias. Okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. And Ravi Zacharias and the and the mistakes he made. I'm not going to defend those. They're wrong. They're evil. It's bad. Here's what I'll defend. When he spoke of Jesus Christ and it was true according to scripture, that's valuable. Yeah. I don't care who said it. You know? Um you know, one of the things that that I heard somebody say recently was and I don't, you know, I, I would have to, I, I don't know that I fully, like, agree with this. I, I have to think about it a little more. But he said Jesus would steal things from other people. He wasn't original in a lot of the things that he said. He would steal stuff, and he would make it his own, okay? I believe that we have the right to that as Christians, to claim something. Well, you know, I'm claiming that. But I think the reason that we have a right to claim it is because God is the original. <laughs> you know, so anything made, anything said, ultimately, if it's good, it's from him anyway. And so it was his, his originally, so it's ours because we follow him. Um, so that's what I would say. So there are people who have represented the church, who have represented God in, in a terrible way, and, and they will be judged for that, and I'm not going to defend it. The only thing I'm going to defend is the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to defend myself because I can't. I've failed miserably over and over and over again. And if you knew my heart, like, no, 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 I won't say that. If you knew my head and, and all the thoughts, the evil, wicked things that go through my mind, you know, sometimes on a daily basis... I have no right to stand before you and speak of God. Like, I have no right, you know, because I'm an evil, flawed person. I'm not going to defend myself. <laughs> I'm not to defend myself. I'm defending the God of the Bible. Yeah. That's how I'd answer that question. Okay. No, that's that's good answer, man. All right. Again, hey, I'm going to start that one, too. We're going to talk more about that. Oh, jeez. Yep. I love going over the history of... What do you think? How would you church. answer that? How would I answer it? So I would take a modern day spin to it. Um, and this actually, well, this will actually lead into my next question. Okay. Um, but I could see why and how people might look at modern day Christianity and say, it's just a way of controlling, you know? Um, I mean, you look at, you look at politicians, you know, some of them use that, that term, I'm a Christian, as a way to garner what? Votes, right? Um, and, and ipso facto, by garnering votes, you are getting control because if you get elected into office, you are given a certain amount of control by the people who voted you into that, that office. Yeah. Um, so I could see why there's a lot of people out there um, that are very untrustworthy of Christianity and those who claim to be a Christian. Um, so yeah, I, I could see that in a lot of ways. So it's not just about, you know, like land or property, like the crusades was right. Like it's hearts and minds, you know, I, it's almost like a tactic in a lot of ways. Um, but in, in modern day society, here's what I say here. Let me play devil's advocate to you on this. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just You're not saying, allowed to flip it on to me. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Stay with me here. Fair enough. What what does the media, what does television, what do commercials, what does Facebook, all these social platforms, what are they doing? You know? I mean, and honestly, here's what I'd say. Like, now, I can't speak for every church, but I think if you're, if you're a church who is truly honoring God, 
who is truly trying to build the kingdom of God, you know, for for one thing, like if you believe it, then you can't not try to proselytize people. That yeah. is, try to convert them. Right. One, because if you believe it, then you believe that anybody who isn't a Christian is going to hell. So you would be a horrible person if you didn't right. evangelize and share that. Okay? Yeah. But how do we do that that's that's as manipulative as the media, as manipul- manipulative as TV commercials or social media platforms, right. as the cancel culture that we live in? I, I mean, I, I'm just, I got to say... That's total bull, yeah. you know? If, if if you're going to point your finger and say, like, the church... Now, do some churches, are they very manipulative, and do they use emotions and things to, like, trick people into doing things that... Yes, okay? Rabbi Zacharias tricked people into having sex with him. Like, yes, like, yeah. it's horrible stuff going on. Yep. But again, I'm not defending that person. I'm defending, like, the essence of what the gospel is, and and that is pure. And there's no one, I think, that can... That can, that can you know, counter that in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a toughie, man. That's a toughie. That's going to lead into my next question. Okay. okay. Again, I'm, I'm devil's advocate. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't you dare flip that around on me. <laughs> I'm sweating beads here, dude. <laughs> you knew this would happen. Like I knew it. You're manipulative, man. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> oh, speaking of manipulation, Kevin. All right. Next question. Why should we as Christians, build mega structures and mega churches. Mm. What would Jesus think by looking at these mega structures hmm. if he were here? Well, I mean, if you if he were a physical person today, right? Like if if Jesus came back, that old saying, right? What would he say? What would he think? I know he already thinks, but let's just roll with it. Gosh, dude. I have spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about that. I have too. It's, it's, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not a tooting my own horn thing, but it's one of the reasons I'm not in, in, in that environment. I'm not saying that I wasn't tempted or there wasn't some allure to that. Um, but that, I mean, that's part of the reason that I'm not. That I, you know, and and part of the reason I I can't say I, I don't like it because I think there's I think there's value in it. Okay, I think there's I think you take a church like Southeast and the content that it provides and its ability to do some things that you know here at the Leesburg Church of Christ we absolutely could never do. Okay, that there's value to that. Um, there's value to the content that they provide, you know, for, for you and for me in books in video resources absolutely, in, in all that. And so, yeah, France, I mean, Francis Chan. Oh yeah. Uh, you but know, I'm he's a guy book. that he wrote it off. Yeah, he did. He wrote all of that off. You're right. And I, I would, that's what I would say. So, okay. Uh, he wrote a book called, is something about the church. It's his most recent book. Uh, I don't know his recent ones. Look at look at. Um, okay, fact checker time. Yeah, d- check it because I really want to. I want to. Two books mentioned on this podcast, and we. I don't have references to them. Um, but he wrote a book that if you're if you want to understand this issue, like until go read, unity, huh, letters no. to the church, letters to the church. That's it. Okay, go read that book, letters to the church, Francis Chan. He he deals with that stuff. Okay, it's beautiful. 
it's beautiful how he deals with that stuff. And I would say if I if I had to answer that question like in its entirety, I would I would I like his answer for it. The short answer is this. I think there is a place for it. I think culturally we've become too enamored with it. Um and we feel like that's the only way church should happen. Here's what we've lost. When we focus on the message and how well it's done and the music and how well it's sung and the video, how clear it is and the sound on our live stream, how good it is and we forget about the people, we've lost sight of the whole thing. And I was going to say, I am guilty as charged. Well, we all that. are. We yeah. all are. Again, and and but here's the. I'm, I'll, let me speak out the other side of my mouth. The other side of my mouth says, "Listen, as a, as a, content, uh, like provider, like I do want that to be quality because I want to eliminate as many excuses as as people can come up with why they wouldn't hear the gospel and hear it clearly speak to their hearts because I feel like." A lot of people come to church or listen to the live stream and they're looking for a reason not not to listen, a reason to turn it off or to walk out and be mad. Because if they had a reason, then they won't have to face the fact that the reason that they're upset is because of their life and what they're doing that's wrong according to Jesus Christ rather than you know this silly little thing that's got them you know stirred up for whatever reason. So I, that's that's the focus, and that so so there are two sides of this. The one side is, I think there's a place for it. The other side of this is, you know, that I want to do it well, you know, in excellence for the Lord. Anything that I do, I want the message to be good. I want the music to be good. I want the video to be clear. You know, I want all those things. But the reason I want them is because you know I want to eliminate distractions for people, and I want them to be able to, to to get into this. But at the end of the day, like if it's just you and me sitting in a room talking about an issue, like that's just as beautiful. And we can't we can't forget that like we all have value. And just because my name's not Kevin and I'm not the one preaching on Sunday doesn't mean that I don't have a message that's good and beautiful that can that can bless people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Harvey Pierce, a 80 some year old man in our church. Um he's not he's not he's not like he would not be in our worship band. He couldn't make it. He could he 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 couldn't make it, okay? He used to get up and sing. It was not quality well. Like it wasn't good. But it was good. Yeah. Because he was he he was singing to God. And and the reason was not for the show, but it was just to bless God. You see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. there is value in that, and we've lost that because of the performance. So we can't get we can't get caught up in that. Yeah. That well, that just goes back to the point that you know I I don't think in the grand scheme of thing Jesus really cares a whole lot whether you can sing a good tenor or a good bass, right? Mama mama sing, mama sing. What is that? Daddy sing bass. How's that? Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. We're really striking out on it. We our, are. We are. That's a good song, though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it for our intro song. Yeah. Nelson will next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. Um, That will lead me yet into another question. Or if another... you have any other insights into this, I think you should share them, like any of these questions. I do. I do for this next one. Okay. Because I, I, 
the mega church thing, it, I'm like you, man. Like I've had a lot of thoughts on that. Um, and I've, I've, so like we took a trip one year during college. It was, I don't know, my senior year. We went to a place in Virginia. It was a mega church. And then we went to a place in Virginia where it was, um, services were conducted in a movie theater. Right. And we looked at the two basic, um, the basic differences between a mega church and a place run in a movie theater. And they were both excellent, man. Like, yes, the mega church, the speakers, it's some high quality THX, man. Yeah. Like, it's going to blow your socks off and it gets you into it. There's an emotion that comes out of you that maybe you won't get at the little movie theater church, right. you know, but you go to the movie little movie theater church and it's just like going to a little mom and pop restaurant. Like they, they, they act like they've known you their whole life. Um, they'll remember your name once you introduce yourself to them, you know, after 15 minutes, like there are uses for those two, you know, kinds of churches. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, but again, I can see why, you know, a lot of people who are entering or, or want to pursue Christ, they don't necessarily want, or they have questions about megachurches. Let's just say that. So this will lead me into my next question, though, and it, it's related. Um, I'm going to tell you a, a statement here. Church is a social sphere. It's only for psychological healing. There's no actual spirituality going on during those services, right? What would you say to that? It's just a social sphere. It's only meant for psychological healing. There's no actual spirituality. See again, you know that's for a, to to answer that question for a not to a non Christian person is a very difficult thing to do. Absolutely. Um, in fact, maybe you can't do it uh, if they're not asking the question that you posed earlier, which was. You know, is this real? Well, why are you ask, why are you why are you even here asking that question? If yeah. the question is, is there real spirituality? I mean, of course, I say yes. <laughs> you know, but what they're going to take my word for it? You know, but if I'm a if I'm a person who is curious about Christianity, I come to a church. I see that you just come for an hour, sing a couple songs. It's cool. It's it's awesome. The lighting's turned down. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I leave, come back next week. No one talks to me. Um, you know, there's no, there's no interaction. There's no real, I guess, sense of, oh, these people are actually like radical followers of Jesus, right? Who is a pretty cool guy. You know, that's something that there's a lot of, lot of thoughts like that out right. there. You know, I have students that have t- I've talked to before where they don't want to go to church because every time they go, no one talks to them. No one interacts with them. Right. Yeah, there there absolutely has to be an authenticity to it, and I do think, you know, this whole thing plays out in your mind when, when when new people come, like, ah, you know, I don't, you know, they don't want me to come over and see him, like they want Kevin to. That, I mean, that's the mentality. It's not we are the church; it's Kevin's the church. Like, you know, if he goes over and talks to him, well, that you know that'll, oh, that'll influence him. No, like the mentality is like we are the church and we are representatives of God. And, you know, for us, like it, you know, we, we can, we can bless people by a simple thing of just going and saying, hi, glad you're here. I, one of the most 
meaningful things that ever happened to me from uh, visiting different the different churches that I've been to. I went to this Baptist church one Sunday, okay? It is northern Kentucky. You know, I don't even remember why, but we were out. I was like, let's just go. So we went to this church. It was great. It was all right. The service was not that great. Like, the music was not that great. Like, it was all right, but, but it wasn't that great. Left there, went home that week, middle of the week, taking classes at Cincinnati Christian University, and these two elderly women showed up on my doorstep. I live in a rough part of Cincinnati when I was in Cincinnati. I mean, it was not good. Like, shootings and stabbings and carjackings and, like, that stuff was going on. Like, you know, in the in the, in the the apartments complex that I lived in. So, like, it was, it was not good. These elderly women show up with a bag of cookies and say, hey, listen, we were glad you were there. Dude, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, one of the most meaningful things that have ever... I, I never went back to the church. Yeah. But I was blessed in a really incredible way by them ladies showing up on my doorstep. You know, again, I that's that's it. It wasn't the preacher's message. I don't remember. I don't even remember what he looked like. I don't remember what he was wearing. I don't remember. I remember a little bit about what the, the building looked I remember those two ladies yeah. showing up on my doorstep and thinking to myself, wow, I was worth a trip to Price to Price Hill to give a bag of cookies. Like the, I felt valuable because of, of their service. Yeah. I, I guarantee most people... Like that's the same way it is on on Sunday mornings. You know, I don't I don't remember what Kevin talked about. Some people do, and that's good. And I hope that it's a blessing. I hope that it's transformative. I hope that it's it's good. They probably can't tell you what songs we sang, right? But if somebody shows up at their house or somebody like went out of their way to like encourage and love them, you know, on a one on one basis, yes, that's what it's all about, man. And and so you're right. I mean, you know, you kind of led that question a little bit to to this to this answer, but but it is it's I, the church is a body. It's not an individual. It's not you know. It's not the mouth. It's it's not just the mind. It's not just the eyes. It's it's hands and feet and fingers and toes and 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 all these parts that that don't get recognition doing their their part. And I'm just do your part, like. Yeah. And I'm not saying like I'm not like saying that in an angry. I'm saying like God has blessed you with certain gifts to use in a certain way, and the reason that those gifts are there is because probably for some people that's going to be more influential than any message that anybody could preach on Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 good that you say that because you know, like my gifting is obviously a lot different from others, right? I'm not the type that I guess I've never been the most um, evangelical or social, I guess, person after church. You know what I mean? Um, But there are so many people in our church that, I mean, they're just rock stars at Mm -hmm. it. You know, Um, it's just amazing. Like every time Bennett comes up to the sound booth, and he always has something to say about Sunday school teachers. Yeah. You know, whether that's the Tattersalls or, um, or, or Ashley or someone, right? Yeah. Like he always has something to say about who he was with, what he did. And he's always got a little artifact to go with him. Like, I know he learned something about Jesus <laughs> mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that there were good, awesome people doing that yep. and, and helping him with that. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, that like when I, when I think about church being a social sphere, like absolutely it is. It's yeah. supposed to be. Absolutely. Community. It's yeah. supposed to be a community. And that is what I think of when my kid comes up to me and the first thing that he says is a name of the, of his teacher back there, you know, whether it be the Griffith girls as well that help back there, like that right there affirms everything that when I come to church on Sunday, I know this is this is where God wants my family to be, where he wants me to be. And, you know, I'm I'm glad to be here. You know? Well, you know, we, I think, too, in that question, we lose sight of the fact that church is not for um, non-Christians. I mean, non-Christians are absolutely welcome to come. Like, I mean, anybody that wants to come can come. Like, it's open doors. Like, come come as you are like you know whatever church is for christians yeah it's for us to learn to grow to sharpen one another to to build on the community but it's not the only place that happens and and so when if you come to church listen to the message and listen to the music and leave you're experiencing one small piece of of what a life in the church and as the church is supposed to be yeah. Well, I remember during New Beginners class last year, I mean, that's that's what you said. I mean, you said, look, if if that's the mentality you come in to LCC with, I hate to break it to you, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah. You know, and I 100%, you know, from the moment you said that, I was like, yeah, that's God speaking through Kevin saying, hey, man, like you need to put into this church as much as you get out of it, put into the people here. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, can we do like one more easy question than one more really, really hard question? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much time we got? Um, we're at 57. Okay. So, oh, geez. We're going over. I know. Go over. Well, you went to like 110 last week, so I'm trying to break that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All right. Here, here's the shutting, super. People are shutting their, 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 <laughs> uh, their bidding. Stop. No, we're not doing it. We're yeah, not going with absolutely. you. Absolutely. At at one hour, we are out. We're checking out. You're sticking with us, our 12 <laughs> listeners. Uh, hey, here's the super easy question, man. Okay. Uh, told you I was going to maybe hint on this earlier. Is hell real, dude? Hell Is hell re- really real? Is it really Like, come real? on. Yeah. Rob Bell said it wasn't. <laughs> okay? Like, is it? Now, look, look. One thing that Rob Bell said that it resonated with me. Oh, my gosh. It resonated with me as maybe a non-believer. Remember, I'm devil's advocate here. Okay, yeah. Okay? Love requires freedom. God will not force anyone to be reconciled with him. He will not bound you to the strains of worshiping him or giving your whole self to them. I'm devil's advocate, man. I I mean. A lot of people believe that, though. You know, that is so loaded, though, like the Rob Bell stuff. Like, I, <laughs> To be fair, I told you I was going there. I know, but like, I could, I mean, I could spend an hour, like, talking okay, about that. Okay, I'll put a star beside this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer, sadly, is yes. I mean, again, I'm a Christian. I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe the Bible is the truth, the Word of God. I believe it is infallible. It is perfect. Um, 
Um, I believe there are different genres written in the Bible that are, are to be read and, and, and broken down and understood in different ways. I believe that, that I could study the Bible my whole life and a hundred lifetimes, and I would still not come to understand the depth of the beauty of the message and everything in it. Um, but the things that I can understand, I hold to with everything that I am. It's it's it is it is my life uh, um, guide, you know. Uh, and 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 so I don't go against that. And and there is a heaven and there is a hell written in that word. And so yes, I absolutely believe it um, with everything that I am. I don't want it to be that way, you know. If if I could write what Rob Bell wrote about. God and heaven and hell, then I, I would love to write that story for everybody, you know, who is not going to experience that. I would love because the because, you know, here's a tougher question. You know, what happens to all the people who you know who die who have not had a clear articulated, you know, uh, understanding of who Jesus Christ is in the gospel message? You know, right. like what talk, happens? I think there? we've talked about we that have. Before. We've yeah. we've 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 brushed it. it, we've touched on it, you know, but I've got that I I I don't know that I've ever come up with an answer that's one of those where I say, Hey, listen, like I just have to trust God in this. And and I think Romans talks about that as well. You know, it talks about that, you know, even though they may not have like a clear this Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He came and He lived and He died for you, like even if they don't have that message, you know, completely articulated clearly to them, like Romans says that everyone will know, uh, everyone will have a chance and they will deny it or they will accept it, you know, and, and I, we don't know what that looks like, you know, maybe it maybe it looks like there's Indians that, you know, were trying to find that in, in some god in Hinduism, no, no, I'm not going to go there because that's too, I can't explain that, but, put but, a star next to that one, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's exclude that, like, just forget I said that, we can talk about that another time, but, but, but here's what I'm, what I'm saying ultimately is like, like God knows what they know and how they know and can base and judge, you know, where they're going on those things. And we have to, again, it's, it comes down to a trust, uh, that he is God. Okay. First and foremost, he's God. So he does know, and he can make a decision that is right and good and just and righteous yet gracious and loving and mercy, merciful, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I mean that, that, that's how I'd, that's how I'd approach that, you know, in a very general way. Um, that, that Romans verse you're talking about Romans one, does that ring a bell? Romans it's one, chapter 19. One. Yeah. 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 Verse yeah. 19. That's going to be right over there. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them yes. for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Okay. And, and so right before this, he goes through a list of sins that 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 these individuals have have performed horrible, terrible things. Gone through. He goes through li- thing after thing or thing after thing, and then he says that at the end. Okay, so like even though they're living this way, like they had a chance, like they had a chance to know, and everyone has, in some way, you know. And it goes back even to to what I said about you know, do I know that that the Bible is true? I. Romans 2, therefore you have no excuse, oh man, every one of you who judges. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty, pretty plain and simple yeah. there. I mean, seriously, it is, and, and it's, it's powerful, and it's meaningful, and it's worth spending time on, like, 
thinking through and, and reading. Yes. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. That was the easy question. I got one more question to close this down. See, your easy questions aren't really that easy. Is is hell real? <laughs> really? That's that's an easy question, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. You're welcome. Hey, here's the really hard. This is the toughest question of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this comes directly from username Spaghetti Monster Seventy Seven on Reddit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this this one's a real stumper, Kevin. Okay, get ready. If Noah's Ark was real, why are kangaroos only in Australia? <laughs> Answer that, preacher man. Uh, you got me. The last one, it was too difficult. I knew, I knew I'd stump you at some point. Uh, you know, Spaghetti the, Monster 70. Sounds reliable. Yes, yes. Spaghetti Monster <laughs> Real 77. theological master. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your biblical question. I know that they posted it to our show because yeah. we're so popular. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the have you ever been to the Creation Museum or the Ark in in northern Kentucky? No. Go. I know. It's got I a great to. like I, I need to. You know, there are a lot of different things. They take the they take the approach that there were like only four thousand that the earth is only like four thousand years old or something like that. Which I don't know that it matters how old the Earth is. I, I, yeah, I, scientifically, you know, they'll say millions and whatever years. I don't care. Again, I don't, I don't think Jesus really cares a whole lot about. Well, I mean, there isn't. There's a truth in that. We just don't know it. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's what I'd say. Does it matter? No, absolutely it, not. I don't think so. Now, for, for they, the here now and for our love of Jesus and His love of us, no, it doesn't matter. Right. It, either way, could God have worked in, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of years rather than you know just seven days specific like yeah like he could have brought that all about in 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 over thousands hundreds of thousands of years if he wanted to you know again his time is is different than ours in in, in some instances or you can take the literal view if you want and you want to say four thousand years that the earth is only four thousand years young i don't care like here, here, at the end of the day i don't care but but would a non-believer i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate one more time on you by you saying i don't care about that what would a non-believer well, say I, to that? Though? I care. I'm just saying. I don't care if you believe it's four thousand or if you believe it's a million. You know, I both have some great things that they could say that that could maybe prove their case, and both have some holes in what they're saying. Yeah. That, you know, carbon carbon um, uh, dating is not like foolproof. Like it, absolutely you, not. It, Okay. It's not. So if it's not, then can we believe that maybe it's 4,000 years instead of millions? Yeah. I mean, you could make a case for that. Or could you say, like, there's some evidence that maybe it's older than 4,000? Like, you could possibly say that. And so that, yeah. that's why I say I don't care. Not because not because I think one is important and one isn't. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you could make a case both ways. And what I'm saying is I don't have to stand on any of those. I'm not going to die on that hill. Yeah. You know? Uh, I told that that's I, exactly what it is. It's just a hill to go die on, right? As right. A, as a Christian, yeah. Like, but <laughs> absolutely, the Ark has some really good explanations of of the, those types of questions. You know that kangaroo question. Um, so if if you're if you really want to know that and really care, like spaghetti monster, <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, Reddit. Gotta love it. Gotta love Reddit. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Reddit, for those wonderful theological questions. Yes. All right. Well, I don't... We made... We're at like one, 106, but I'm not going to be a time filler here today, man. Kevin, good good job, man. I could tell the Lord speaks through you 
Um, very, very plainly, man. Well, it's I mean, e- it's easy to see that you have you have studied the the word, and the Lord speaks through you, man. Thank you for being challenged today. You'll be, you'll continue to be challenged. I'll throw those at you again. Yeah, this was fun. I think we should do it more often. I think you yeah. know there was a few topics that you had mentioned that I actually you know that I had uh, prepared for a little bit that I was ready to answer. And I and I think this is I think there's value. I, here here's what I say: like if you have questions, like send us a note. You know, if you have if if there's things like this that we could throw in, if we you know when we do this again. You know, uh, you know, do it. Like we want, we want to answer those questions. Um, like, like the text that I got this week. I think there's value in 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 talking about these things. And I don't, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to sit here and say like, you know, with I, I could say it's the council in Nicaea, but I can't say like year, date, blah blah blah. blah. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, this is yeah. exactly what they talked about and why. You know, uh, but I think in general, like we can hit some of these issues and I think it's important. Here, here's the other thing I'd say, like, you you know, you say, oh, Kevin, yeah, great. Here's what I'd say. You too, man. Like, I, I feel like there is, I feel like there is so much value in every perspective and how we approach these issues and there's so much value in every person and, and what they can share in this. And what you say may be stupid, not you personally. <laughs> I mean, the kangaroo thing was pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, what what you say may really be like a dumb thing, but I, at the end of the day, like it's good to talk about those things, even if it's even if it's not mm-hmm. you know perfect, even if you know needs some thought you know in it, and you know um, just let's be kind and loving and gracious and like humble and vulnerable, you know, when we talk about these things. And if we don't know, we don't know if, if we do, we do, you know, and, and let's be pliable enough to learn. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of value in, in, and again, you know, if, if, if Cody, if Nelson or any, anybody, you know, was here, I think there's value in hearing. And I, and I appreciate the things that you say and the perspective you bring to it because, I, again, you, you've thought about these wet things in a different way than I have. And, and I think there's value as the church in, in doing that. Um, I, they, people hear my perspective I think, a lot. I think, it's, I think it's good to be a little skeptical from time to time. Absolutely. Through that skepticism, I've, I feel like my faith has grown in I, a lot of ways. I love... I always say this. Anybody, anytime somebody comes up to me, they're very skeptical and they ask a lot of questions. That is a fantastic. That's what you want to hear. I love that. Yeah, I love it more than somebody that just that just buys it. Because here's yep. here's what I'm saying: the person who's skeptical and like spends time like trying to understand and learn it, yep, is probably going to make it further than the person who just says okay and 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 says whatever. I, you know, I'm in because I, I can attest that they're going to be wish washy. Yeah, yeah, I can attest that as a teacher. Yeah, every day, man. If I if I get a, a kid who questions something, that's what you want. That is what you want, man. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, I'll save these next three or four questions that I had for three you. Three or four? Week. Yeah. yeah. For next week? Yeah. We got Brian Fleming coming. He can answer. <laughs> He's he, a beast, dude. Yeah, he is. He's a beast. The so, professor. The professor. His wife told me he's not a professor, Kevin. He's a carpenter. Even better. I know. Even better. Jesus uh, was a pretty, carpenter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my boy JC was a carpenter too. So, <laughs> Good uh, stuff, man. Um, I'll go ahead and end some prayer and we'll, we'll get off here. Let's do it. Uh, Lord, thank you for bringing Kevin and I together tonight. Um, thank you for allowing us to 
uh, bring about some some topics and some items that um, are tough to answer. Um, they're tough to even ask about sometimes, Lord, but we thank you that um, you give us the strength and you give us uh, you know, our own brain to think about these things and our own heart to pursue these things and these answers to these things. Um, Lord, we just thank you for that. And, and we pray that we'll continue to uh, question certain things. And through those questions, we'll have growth um, in you and your word and with each other. Uh, just help us mold and shape each other. Um, help us be, as Kevin said, pliable um, and flexible in, in, in everything that uh, you have bestowed upon us and everything that you want us to learn about you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Kevin. We'll do her again next week, man. Okay? Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. I'm Nate Luke for Kevin Stuckey. We out. See you. See you. <laughs>